good evening, and welcome to our show. Thanks for joining the Cherry Ice Cream Smile Podcast, a place where friends who just happen to be Durannies get together to talk about our love of music, pop culture, concerts, and of course, our favorite boys, past, present, and future. Hi, this is Suzanne. I'm Jody. Hi, this is Stephanie. Hi, this is Deanna. Hey everyone, today it's Wednesday, October 13th, and we are still recovering from the most fantastic week that we've had in a long, long minute last week in Austin, Texas. And of course, that means that Austin City Limits uh, Music Festival just took place, along with Duran Duran being at making their debut at Austin City Limits Live, the taping, and we were extremely fortunate fortunate to be in attendance and we are so forever grateful for that opportunity because the the magic in the room was incredible. I know that Aaron Stevenson described it as a as a vibe. It definitely was a vibe and the band was so excited to be there and they were just bringing the energy and the crowd was really into it. And it was so fantastic. And can we talk about Aaron Stevenson? Yes. I mean, that uh, it was a complete yay. surprise when we saw them the first <laughs> Sunday, the first weekend, I think all of us just like, <gasps> I started screaming. Oh my God, yeah, it was so cool. I, I, I seriously yeah. just kept screaming, Erin's back, Erin's back. And I was so excited to see her. Just a different energy. And I haven't seen them with Rachel or I was just expecting Anna to be the one on stage. And I was totally excited to see Erin. So that was great. And I don't know if our listeners know on the second Sunday, Erin had a show in Newport in California and then like flew back. So she was super booked. So apparently she didn't know she was going to be at ACL until pretty late in the game either, but it worked out. So it was fun to so see her. So she left Austin, went to California, yeah. performed a show at some, what, 11 o'clock in the morning, Cali time, got on yeah. a plane, flew back to Austin for an 8.30 showtime in Austin. That girl is yeah. dedicated. She, and still brought dedicated. the same energy that yeah. she, she always does. If we didn't know the backstory on that um, because she posted about it, we would have never known. She did not miss a step. Her energy shined through. She was looking fabulous. She is fabulous. We love you, Erin Stevenson. And you and Anna together are fantastic. We call them the dynamic duo for a reason. And if you, for some reason, did not catch midweek, I think around, oh, so last Thursday, Erin Stevenson does her Naked Truth Thursdays every once in a while. And her special guest this week was Anna. And we highly recommend that you head over to, I think, either Anna's or Aaron Stevenson's Instagram pages to watch that conversation. Very enlightening. You get a little bit of background about, you know, how Anna started, the artists that she's worked with, and just the two of them together are so fabulous. And we just love seeing them together. Hopefully when the tour starts back up, the full-on tour starts up for Future Patch, which by the way is coming out next Friday. Can you believe it? We finally are going to get this album. We're so excited. Before we started recording, I'm like, oh my God, next week Future Pass comes out. That's just, I mean, I cannot wait to hear it. Of course, we're going to be back with you talking about it 
after we've given it a full listen. Hopefully, Erin um, will have the opportunity in her schedule to tour with the band because we love them together. Definitely. Love them together. So do we, do we want to back up a little bit for the people that are maybe not from Texas or that are not familiar with ACL? Just a quick little explanation of the different shows. Sure. Um, so ACL Fest was, was the two shows on the Sundays, and that happened in a park called Zilker Park, which is in the middle of downtown Austin. That's a huge festival. I think it has like in the past 60 or 70,000 people a day. We're not sure exactly how many were there this year. We're hearing from friends that have always gone to it that they felt like it was a little less people, but it still looked like a million people out there to me. Three-day festival, and it had all kinds of artists. The headliners were Miley Cyrus, Billie Eilish, George Strait, George Strait, George Tyler, the creator, and Tyler, the creator. And then the other piece of it was, like Stephanie said, the ACL taping for Austin City Limits TV show on PBS. And they're actually not related. The TV show has been around for 47 years, like almost as long as we've been alive. The Fest took their name from the TV shows. The TV show was around for the first at first. And I know I had been to several tapings. I think Jody, you had Stephanie and Tatiana. Was this your first taping? This was my first taping. And boy, what a first taping (laughs) it was! Oh my Absolutely. god! Yep. <laughs> yeah. To add on to what Susanna is saying, it's it's an Austin institution, and there have been many, many, many artists that have that have come through and taped all the TV special. I mean, major artists, legendary artist artists. So you know, it's it, in and around Austin or Central Texas, it's a it's a pretty big deal to get invited to to do this. So when this came up and uh, Duran was invited, it was like, oh man this is going to be special and it was special so anyway Jody, what were you going to say oh I was just thinking about the history of Austin City Limits and I thought it had they just celebrated some big anniversary was it 47 years or 40 years yeah it had to be like I was very 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 young when I started watching this because my dad was a fan of Willie Nelson and Willie was one of the first guests ever invited on the show because it was literally Austin based music and it's grown over the years. Obviously, it's included the Food Fighters a couple of times. It's included anybody you can think of who might be touring through Austin or are local to Texas. Anybody and everybody has been on the show. So it, it was pretty spectacular, this invitation for a British pop band to be on this kind of formatted show. I was... In my previous experiences, we had the opportunity to spend even more time with the artists because they're recording a television program. Generally, the artists will say whether or not they like the way something sounded, and then if they want to re-record it, they can re-record it. Well, Duran Duran did everything so perfectly that we didn't get any double takes, and I was kind of sad about that because I wanted more time. Well, quick question on the double takes. So I saw yeah. two shows. So they used to record it at the University of Texas campus. Mm-hmm. in the communications yep. building in a room that held 300 people. So that's how yep. tiny that was. And the two recordings I went there, they did retake. So this was like mm-hmm. 15 years ago. When they moved it and they built this new venue, which is 2,700 people. So it's obviously way, way bigger than that first one. Two while I've been there, they've not done retakes. I feel like they have better 
technology now. So I don't know if that plays into it too. Have you had heard anybody in the new venue stop it for a retake? Because my only stops were in the old venue. I, don't, I have not, actually. So I wonder, I don't like the idea that technology has improved so much that they can just, you know, fix it in post or whatever. Yeah. Because it's just more fun to see them do it no. more than once. But I'm trying to remember, I, I can't remember if R.E.M. was the last one I saw or Iggy Pop. But either way, it was in the old studio, and they did have to double record a couple things. So, um, I, yeah. I did get to it wasn't see Chris that Isaac. long ago. I got to see Chris oh, Isaac. Oh, did Deanna know that? and I he had to sing Wicked Game three times, which I was not oh, that's bad right. about. I was like, I, you can right. sing Wicked Game about five times, just keep singing. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, at least five but that was times. In the old well, studio. What are you talking at about? At least five times. Yeah. So, but I know yeah. what you were going to talk about. The other thing that was special about this taping is there's a rule. The one surprise. Huh? Yes. No phones. Oh, so back uh, that's back, not what I was going to oh, say. Wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I got to back it up. Go ahead. You cannot buy tickets to go to the taping. So you have to have been a donor for public television to get a pass, or you have to win a giveaway. But right now with the COVID, they're not doing giveaways. So you cannot actually pay money to get in this place. So that's another thing that makes it special. Another interesting thing is no phones are allowed out. And they will literally kick you out of the venue because they don't want that showing on the TV show. But during Save a Prayer at the end, Simon's like, pull your phone out and turn the light on your phone and light up this, the night sky inside. And, and, and people were going, like, no, we're, we're no, freaking no. Out. They're like, no, no phones and ACL taping. <laughs> And everybody was like, yeah, yeah. Everybody had their phone down. Right. <laughs> and that then the, the ushers were like, well, I guess he said it from the stage. We're not going to like stop it. And it was the last song, which was weird because we thought. That's what I was going to say. They didn't play Rio. They did not play Rio for a national publicized or published show. And I think everybody was shocked. Everybody was shocked. We even thought they were going to like maybe do it in a second encore. And they turned up the lights and everybody started packing up the gear. So this is a fairly long set and no Rio. And I don't remember a time since 1984 that they have not played Rio in a set. Does anybody else remember a time they didn't play Rio? No, but you know no. what? I was okay with it because sure. I, mean, <laughs> I was too. I think we all were okay with it. It's mm -hmm. just shocking to me. It was I shocking. And I, you weren't shocked? I wasn't shocked per se. I mean, it was surprised. It was just the thing that I was more moved by was the fact that everyone wanted more. Yeah. And I, they yeah. wanted Rio because they, they were saying Rio, 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 you could hear them. I think it was that and they wanted to keep that party going. And because the audience yes. was just, they were yeah. on and they had that audience in the palm of their hand and everybody was just so into it. And it, I mean, the vibe was there. The energy was just through the roof. And even one of the, I think the recap that, that Austin City Limits Live did on their website, at the end of it, it said something to the effect of, you know, this was one for the ages and we mm -hmm. can't wait for you to see it next season, which the, the new season will or air next spring. year. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that was the part that I was like, oh man, let's keep this going. And everybody wanted that. And yeah. And so it's, it's like, it just stops. And then everybody's just kind of like, oh, okay. And everybody's energy is, you know what I mean? Especially uh, when they end with save a prayer. I mean, it, 
that's yeah. not a show ender. So it was it was very different. And, it's interesting. And they, yeah. they may rearrange when they edit because it's it's an hour long yeah. show. So they're gonna yeah. they played more than an hour. But you know, Deanna, kind of to add to your point, this was twenty seven hundred people. Majority were not Duranis. This was a small right. show. Correct. All the Duranis we knew were up in the balcony with us. We were trying yeah. our best to get on the floor, but we did not accomplish that. So <laughs> to me it was even a bigger testament to the, the energy and their talent that they won over these people that are usually Willie Nelson fans. Let's just put it that way, that a lot of the people that are there that are these donors, they've heard of Duran Duran. And even I was talking to people in the lobby beforehand, they're like, oh, we're going to know some of their songs. But the fact that they could win that whole place over and have that good of an energy with that group of people is pretty special. They should know how special that is, that it's not, you know, their number one fans like us that are like going crazy. We were going as crazy as we could from the front of the balcony. But I kind of don't think they knew we were up in the front of the balcony hanging over the edge of the balcony. Yeah, we we did get friends of mine, which was awesome. We got Planet Earth, which was awesome. They did Invisible. You guys are going to have to remind me. Invisible. Did we get tonight? Anniversary. We did get tonight United. Okay, okay. During the taping, because I remember watching. I remember watching Dom go back with the girls. So yeah. Oh, that's right. Since it's not guitar, Dom steps back in between. So it was cute to watch Dom. He he stood in the middle of of Aaron and Anna. And was trying to incorporate some of their moves back there also and singing yeah. back up as well. So that yeah. was fun to watch. Yeah, that yeah. was fun. Yeah, so we got it three was, of the new songs, which was great. Yeah, and it was And we got more more new songs there than at the other two shows. At the other shows. Well, but the other shows were festival with a broader range of people. And when we also read a lot of the recaps on the other shows, they needed to have hits to grab people's attention because there's other stages going on and all of that. So there is, you know, there is a strategy on that. Because I've never seen them tape a show. And I was watching the guys play to the cameras because normally we want to be on the, like on the rail because they play to the front row and they play to the people right at the front. But with this show, you could tell they were kind of keeping the game. I mean, they were obviously, you know, with the crowd, but they were they were aware of the cameras. I felt like I never had seen them do that, so that was kind of a fun fun thing to see. So yeah, the cameras were kind of in the way of my view, at least. <laughs> well, I think they didn't do Rio because they, the they didn't want to. They didn't want to have the giant beach balls. They couldn't do it with the cameras. <laughs> and lately, that's been kind couldn't of couldn't do the beach balls. I mean, I'm sure right. that wasn't the. That wasn't the deciding factor. I think the person doing the set list had decided what he wanted to do. But, yeah, they couldn't have done the beach balls with the giant TV cameras in there. Um, Honestly, I I didn't even notice the cameras. (laughs) I mean, I I, I saw them, yeah, but eventually they were invisible to me, huh? But um, uh, <laughs> nice. I was I was just into it, and I, I didn't. They weren't in the way for me. Cool. So. so this will be in season forty-seven, the second half. It'll be the beginning of next year. So definitely watch your Instagram page. We will we'll put post up when it's going to be live. We've seen that on the Austin City Limits TV show on their webpage, they put some of the tapings before, sometimes or right after they air them on PBS. So hopefully, people from other countries can see them there as well so definitely just keep watching with us and we'll let y'all know when it comes out and definitely watch it when you get a chance because it was really a special show and we've seen them play that venue before i mean i like this show better than that other show me too i don't know why it felt so different 
I, the last time was for the Formula One weekend, and yes. um, we were also up in the balcony, but for whatever reason, this didn't feel as removed as I felt the last time. It almost felt like part it wasn't of, even the same venue last time. And part of it was the floor was set up with the cocktail thing for the for the rich people that were there for the race thing, and it was uh-huh. like $500 to go on the floor, and they had tables, yeah. and so it wasn't even like the floor was engaged that much, so... I don't know. Yeah, I agree, Jody, that it, we seemed further away on that one yeah, than we did on yeah. this one, and we weren't that much further away. No, not so, at all. You know, a super special show, but let's talk about the festival shows. It was hot. Let me just say that. I will put that out there. It was hot both, both days. days. The first weekend, I, I'll just start on this one. We got there very early, very early, when the gates opened. We got there before the gates opened. At 11 o'clock. At 11 o'clock, and it was hot, very hot even then. We weren't sure what to expect, but we knew where we wanted to be. So we were willing to sacrifice our bodies and heat and all that stuff um, to take a spot right up front, of which we did. It all was, of the above. Of, yes. It was a very, <laughs> very long day that all just completely washed away when the lights went down and Duran Duran walked out on stage. There was more in between all that, and I'm going to let you who experienced the um, near-death experience with Polo (laughs) talk about that. (laughs) So there were, were, what, four artists before Duran? Yes. And one of, I think the first one was a band from Canada called Mother Mother. That was the first weekend. They were good. I enjoyed them. And then was oh, Polo G after that? No, no, there was no. Oh, that was that other bud. That, that, that kind of punkish rock. Reaper or something. Reaper. Yeah. Grim Reaper. Yeah, something. Yeah, we sort of took a break. We were kind of going in shifts so we could maintain our spot. And so I didn't, I didn't really pay much attention to them. And then after that, the kids started gathering. Lots of kids started gathering for Polo G. <laughs> A rapper from Chicago, because he yeah. had to talk about Chicago a lot. Yeah. Well, for the two yeah. minutes he was up there. And I, I'm, I'm familiar with Polo G because of, you know, my kids, mostly my son. You know, my, my son is, is into hip hop a lot, but I, I couldn't necessarily tell you a Polo G song. I'm just familiar with him. I know who he is. So I expected it to be more crowded and expected, you know, lots of kids to be there. What I did not expect was them to just <laughs> go completely bonkers and, <laughs> It turned, it, everybody was just going crazy. And, you know, I guess just, I, I guess it was just naive of me to, to think that. But long story short, you know, we were still in the front and we sort of talked to some kids that were there and said, we'll switch with you, you know, so you can be in the front. We'll be behind you because we knew that we're going to leave as soon as he was done. And they were like, yeah, great. Thank you. So I, for me, I was literally holding my hands on the rail, just holding and bracing because the crowd was just going crazy and pushing and shoving. And there were mosh pits that would break out in the back. And yes, <laughs> I, I was, I mean, I was getting into it and I was having fun and all that. But then it just got to a point where it was like, all right, <laughs> this is too much. Anyway, I he was calling all. for mosh pits. He was inciting he was, yeah. mosh pits. <laughs> There was some tension, you know, also with just kids saying various things, but I won't get into that. You know, it it was, it was quite the experience. The next day, I had bruises all over my arms and my legs and everything just from getting tossed around. But, but, you know, it, it, and it was just, it was crazy. And then the artist after that was Carol G, who's a reggaeton artist from Colombia. 
I had never heard of her, but she was great. She was a lot she of fun. She was great. And she's beautiful, yeah. And yeah. so the, the Latino contingent showed up after Polo yes. G, which was pretty awesome. And, you know, she played both weekends. Polo G played both weekends. And by the way, he only played for 25 minutes, which was pretty funny. Each but, weekend. Um, that was the longest 25 weekends. minutes. <laughs> yeah, that was the uh, long 25 minutes for us that yeah, uh, for us. stayed. And, and Carol G, she was great. I, I think the first weekend, I think she might have been a little nervous. And she was still great. But the second weekend, she she was really, really good. She was, she was, she was a little more relaxed and stuff. And yeah. the audience was even more into it. And then, and then it was Duran and it just, everything like that first, that, you know, the first weekend that day, all that other stuff that we, especially Polo G and everything, that was out the window because it was, yeah. it was, that was it. And when the lights went down, you know, we were screaming. I started crying. I think we all pretty yeah. much did because we hadn't seen them in what? Four and a half years. years. Four and yeah. a half years. And coming off of all the stuff that we've been through, you know, all of us have been through with the pandemic and, you know, so many other things and being on lockdown and everything. And it just, it was just like this release and it was cathartic and it was, it was wonderful. So yeah. Uh, and one fun fact is that the music to open is an instrumental that we're going to hear on the new record. So that was fun when it came on. We're like, we've heard it and it's, and it is on YouTube. People have been posting like some different fan videos. If y'all want to go out before next week, before we get the record and listen to that. So that was fun to kind of hear a little sneak preview of something we haven't heard a little hint or a little help. I guess I'd help with on the YouTube videos. I've been watching them. The ones that are further back are easier to hear than the ones that are close because you hear all the screaming people up close. So if you go and kind of look for ones that people that are in the VIP section, like above you, you hear the music a lot better. In my opinion, you might check that out. I screamed so much, I still don't have my full voice back. <laughs> and yeah, it was, I, I screamed both shows, but it was the first show. I might have damaged some vocal cords. <laughs> um, the name of that Reaper band that played between Mother Mother and Polo G is White Reaper. And they were pretty good. They sounded a little Weezer-ish, a little um, California punk sort of. And I think that's what they are is from California, trying to be a punk band. But you were talking to me about when the band came on and everything. I was thinking it, it didn't even feel hot anymore. Like it was still 90 degrees outside, but it wasn't, I didn't feel anything but happy while watching them on stage. Exactly. And I have repeated this statement over and over again since that show but that experience just watching that band on stage is literally my favorite thing on earth i i, I don't feel that feeling anywhere else so i, I it's it, like i said y'all had a near-death experience <clears throat> we're sweating our asses off out there and had been there for eight hours before they came on stage or nine hours almost and it's like None of that even ever happened when they came out on stage. And they I would were so agree. Happy. Yeah, that was that was part of it too. Is we were so happy to be there, but the energy that I was getting from the stage, you could tell they were so happy. And all three of these shows, they were giving. They were. It was such great energy. They were. You know, they are so ready to be out there, and they are so ready to be performing and connecting with fans again. And that was, you know, that was part of it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think that was part of it. Um, weekend two. We were a little wiser after a previous weekend experience and arrived right before Polo G this time. Instead of lining up like we would have before and gotten right up against the rail right away, 
we got there for Polo G, who didn't come on stage on time. He was 30 minutes late, but he only played for 25 minutes again. And then Carol G performed again, and it was between Polo G and Carol G that we made our way into the fray. <laughs> How do y'all feel about that experience? I mean, the Polo G crowd and the Carol G crowd are two different crowds. And I remember the first weekend, um, once the Polo G crowd moved out, and to Dee's point, there was just some teenagers trying to be tough, you know, shouting, starting chants and being, you know, being anyway. But <laughs> yeah, stupid for, for to put it nicely. When the Carol G crowd, you know, came in, I remember hearing some people say, you know, we're not that crowd, you know. And so everybody just wanted to come and vibe and sing along and dance. And so like, yes, we were moving around with the crowd, but it was a different moving around with the crowd. We were just kind of all vibing together during Carol G, whereas uh, the Polo G crowd, which were some high school kids and some college kids and they were just you know kind of being rough and, and it didn't necessarily have to be that way um so it was a welcome change and and to like Dee's point earlier it was a fun crowd you know a younger crowd as well too but they were really excited to see her so it was kind of fun to watch a different crowd watch their favorite performer I was kind of looking yeah. around me they were so excited and jumping up and down and filming and singing along and and I I thought it several times I'm like you know okay that's what we look like to yeah. someone outside of us, if that makes sense. Uh, yeah, it was, it's always fun to, for me to watch fans at a music show, period, because obviously that's that's what we look, look like at our favorite band's show or any, you know, any music fan, any show that we go to. That's what I love about concerts and live shows. And so for me, you know, it was all about, you know, being with our people, you know, not only being with you ladies and our extended you know, Duran family and getting to meet some people that I knew from social media in person. And, you know, hi, Stacey. We miss you. Hi, Vicky. Hi, hi, Vicky. Vicky. Hi, Vicky and Michelle. Hi, Brandon, who we saw at ACLY. We're so excited to see Brandon. And Bart and Veronica and Ben. Yeah. Hi, Jackie. Oh, yeah. Jackie <laughs> and I met Stephen, who is um, a friend uh, from another, like a food fighter Duran Duran fan. Friend. So that was fun. That so was really once fun. again, and I even saw people after both Duran sets who had come to see Duran, found me after the show, and wanted to talk about the show. I had a friend that I met. I I had two friends, a couple that I met at a Sting show four and a half years ago, who came to find me in the crowd and wanted to talk to me about that show because um, one of them had never seen Duran Duran live and how much they enjoyed it. So again, you know, concerts. It's you know, it's always about the band number one, but then it's also about all of your Duran family and your your concert family, and that community, and music fans and. And it's always great to be in an environment, that environment. We missed it so, I missed it so much. I missed it terribly. The other, and there really, there really was just this sense of joy. I mean, it's more joy, which we didn't hear more joy. But like, even with the Carol G fans, I think that was a difference. There wasn't like just the scary, like the polo G. There was a joy when they were watching their favorite singer. Like we have a joy when we're up there and we're, we're watching Duran. So that, I was, that was really neat. Go ahead, Dee. A couple of things. To be fair, there were cool kids that were at Polo G. I don't want to. Yes. I don't want to make this sound like 
the entire crowd was a bunch of, you know, crazy people. There were elements within the crowd that were pretty negative. The folks that were around us, you know, that we struck up conversations with, they were, yes, they were great. Girls. They yes. were really cool and they were fun and everything. So anyway, the other thing that was really cool to hear was there were a few people who had mentioned our podcast or it just sort of, it, it would come up and, oh, you have the podcast, you know, or whatever. And and that was that was pretty cool to to experience and you know we're so grateful to you for for listening and you know participating in in our podcast and that's that's why we did this because you know we we share this passion for this band right and making those connections so when we actually met a few people and a couple of people brought that up that was really that was great. That was really, really yeah. nice. Yes. So, shout out thank to you. Brian in New York. Brian, yes. Uh, he wait. was standing near us. Mm-hmm. Brian in Ohio. Oh, was it Ohio? I thought he's in New York. Wait, so Brian, no, hold on. Brian lives in Florida. His girlfriend lives in Ohio, and they travel all the time to shows so that they can see each other and hang out. Very nice. Yes, yes yeah. he, he was awesome. Also, cool. he was wearing a Punk Masters t-shirt. Yes, he so was. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was really cool. One thing that I noticed about the Carol G crowd, which was so fantastic, except for the little girl who was completely sweaty and just inserted herself right on top of me, essentially. There was another little girl in front of her, and she kept turning her phone on herself and singing along to Carol G songs. So I don't know if she was broadcasting live, you know, like doing Facebook Live or something, but it wasn't about Carol G to her. It was about her singing Carol G songs. I thought, oh my goodness, this is a new life. <laughs> this is all new to me. There's a lot, There's a lot of that. Yeah. Not, a, not necessarily a Carol G, but just in general. Oh, okay. Anyway. okay. Okay. Any final party thoughts? Other than we are so super excited for the tour next year. Pump has been primed. We are ready for shows. Can't wait. Anybody else? I just want to say thank you to ACL Festival and thank you to the band for coming to Austin and spending a lot of time with us doing, I mean, three shows. I mean, from going from haven't seen a show in four and a half years to having the opportunity to see our, our favorite band three times in a week's time was just beyond worth it. And we're all exhausted, but we'd do it all again <laughs> starting this weekend if we could. We really, we really missed them. And we missed everything about shows and the live shows. And they were just fantastic. Thank you. For me, I, I don't want to, I don't want to get emotional when I say this, but um, it, yeah, it was my birthday and I turned 50. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I turned 50 last week. On yeah, Thursday. <laughs> I always said that, and I said, I think I brought this up already, but I always said that at my 50th birthday, Duran Duran was going to play, knowing that I had no means whatsoever financially, especially to make that happen. But I, it was just a fantasy of mine, and I, I put it out there. I just, I just had that. And oh my God, it happened. And, and <laughs> for, and it happened three times the week of my birthday and, and my 50th birthday at that. And the fact that this band means so much to me and means so much to us is just, I, I, I can't even put into words how significant that was. So thank you, Duran Duran, for coming and for making my 50th birthday the most amazing, amazing birthday ever because I, I, I love this band so much. So, I, I mean, it was just, it was perfect. It was perfect. Happy birthday again, and I'm so glad we were able to do this with you because if you can't tell, Duran Duran loves Austin, and Austin loves Duran Duran. This isn't the Absolutely. first time. Absolutely. 
they've spent a week here, and this one was just the perfect time. It was. It was Dee's 50th birthday, and they needed to be here. And yeah. this week on Woosh, um, Simon talks about being in Austin because he recorded it last week. So y'all definitely go check out Woosh on the Sirius app. It's a great episode, and he does talk about being here last week, too. All right, then. Happy birthday, Dee! Happy birthday, Dee! Yay! Thank you for tuning in to the Cherry Ice Cream Smile Podcast. We are so glad you could hang out with us for a while. Please subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast player, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and you can even find us if you ask Alexa. Make sure to also follow our Instagram page, too. See you again real soon.